Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast with Devin Turak, Patrick Gleason, and Paul Sanders. And now, here's the show. And welcome to episode 28 of the Out of the Basement Podcast. I am, as always, Devin Turak, and of course, I'm joined by Paul Sanders and Patrick Gleason. Hello, hello, hello. And uh, we're... It's Mommy Jesus Day. <laughs> Right, we're recording on Easter. Uh, we actually have a guest joining us for today's podcast. It's uh, one of Paul's friends, Adam. Hey, what's up, guys? See, Paul actually does have other friends besides us. <laughs> I think this is the first that we've met. Nope. <laughs> oh, you met yeah, Caleb. Caleb. True, true, true. true, true. Yep. Uh, so, in today's episode, um, we're going to be talking about, I think, Captain America a lot. So hopefully there, there won't be any spoilers about uh, what goes on in the movie itself. No. Well, I did do a review of it. On It is on our uh, Facebook site and on our actual website. Now, I haven't I haven't watched your video. Um, are there any spoilers about what happens in I, the... There are spoilers, but I tell people beforehand, uh, like I do an, just an overview of the movie itself. Okay. And I give them spoilers alert and then go on to uh, stuff that happens in the movie. Okay, cool. Uh, so if you don't want to be spoiled... Uh, stop watching when he says, okay, everything after this is a spoiler. <laughs> Keep watching past that, don't blame me. <laughs> okay, let's start with Adam. Adam, since you're new to the podcast, and uh, most of us haven't met you, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your gaming background, what kind of stuff you're into, you know, video games, role-playing games, whatever. Alright, um, well... I'm probably the youngest person here, being 20 years old. I, uh, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I could be your dad. School. <laughs> yeah. At college. Okay. And uh, I think the conversation started when I mentioned how much I was obsessed with Halo or something like that. Okay. So, so you're a console gamer. That was probably my favorite yes. game series up until Reach would be Halo, and then Reach, in my opinion, killed the series, so I've moved on to Battlefield, to which Battlefield 4 has kind of killed the series for me. <laughs> so now I'm just playing free-to-play games. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. What else? I just recently started watching some anime. I don't know if you guys watch anime yes. or not. Well, I used to watch anime a lot, actually. Yeah, back uh, in the day. haven't watched uh, much anymore. Just kind of more of the popular stuff that's been suggested to me by my brother, like uh, Attack on Titan and Sword Art Online, that sort of thing. I what swear. Else? What else? Oh, yes. I play paintball every weekend, weather okay. permitting, with my dad. Oh, really? Nice. That's one of my other interests, paintball or airsoft. Okay, I'm going to talk to you about that for when I come back to Ottawa in, the, in May, then. Actually, I have, a, I have an airsoft question about the legality of owning airsoft weaponry in Canada. Um, actually, it's funny because us not being so... Well, I don't know how to put it. In the States, you can own a lot larger variety of weapons. Right. I'm not sure if it's easier to obtain them. I don't want to say that because I don't know. I but, think so. Um, well, years ago it was, actually, because the conventions at the for paint, paintball back in the day of in the, in the States, you could get almost anything at their conventions. Yeah. You know, grenade launchers, ultralights, fully automatic stuff almost. But I mean, this is the funny thing. is like in the States, a civilian can own a larger variety of weapons than real weapons than in Canada. Right. 
the States, you have to have an orange tip on your airsoft replicas, whereas in Canada, you don't have to have the orange tip. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure that orange tip is still legal and uh, mandatory. It's, it's not. I've looked it up, and my brother's looked it up. Really? It's not legal. It's You have to have it on to get it into the country. Okay. But yeah. once it's in the country, you cannot get in trouble for not having the orange tip. Obviously, you know, don't go running around the street. I was going to say, I can, I can see some problems there with <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, If you show up in an airsoft field... And you don't have the orange tip, you like they're not going to yell at you or bitch you out or anything. Okay, interesting. But not a good idea to walk into your bank with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just came from airsoft. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, I can see that not going over very well. Okay. I need to withdraw. No, don't swear. Really, I have cash. <laughs> I just won the tournament. I just want to deposit. <laughs> I'm not here to withdraw. I swear. <laughs> Have you done lots of uh, role-playing games, Adam, or none? Um, you mean like, uh... Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons, yeah, like D&D. I played a little bit of D&D a couple years ago, and then my brother and a couple of his buddies started playing... Yeah. What was it, three months ago, and I joined them for like two sessions, and then my brother had to go to a co-op, so they haven't really been communicating and setting up any more <laughs> dates for that, but... I've delved into D&D a bit, but that's about as far as I go on the non-virtual side of okay. game. Well, no, I, I did do Warhammer for a couple of years, but I don't know if you guys would consider that. <laughs> uh, 40K? 40K. I've, went, I've been in all... Well, all, all two. <laughs> and I, I delved into Lord of the Rings a little bit, but 40K has been what 90% of my uh, money has been spent on. Yeah, yeah, we, we've, we've talked about that in the podcast. That's one of the ones we do. You'd like fit in with tabletop. Yeah, it's a tabletop one for um, miniature battles and stuff. Yeah. And yes, it's it's a lot of money. Ask Devram how much money he spent lately on the... Uh, I've, I've spent a lot of money. Well, my parents have spent a lot of money on it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must be nice. Christmas and birthdays. <laughs> Some of us have to buy that shit ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, well, you went down to Adepticon for it, too, didn't you? I, I did, yeah. I, I didn't actually play 40K when I was down there, but there's a huge... There's actually three different 40K tournaments that happened that weekend. So there was a uh, there's a team tournament where it's actually a four-person team, and you play, I think, five games, and, and for the first three of your games, you actually rotate who your official partner is. And uh, that, that goes on for, like, two days. Uh, and then there's a... Um, uh, a friendly tournament that takes place there where it's supposed to be just for fun when people are, are supposed to bring like not so beat you in the face armies and there's the grand tournament no space wolves uh well actually you're not supposed to bring things like uh, Tau and Eldar joined together as a uh, as a battle force um so but and yeah people still do and people still bring like three or four flyers and becomes unfun really really quickly and then there's the grand tournament which takes place over two days as well uh, it was a great con. Um, there's actually two episodes dedicated to it of the Out of the Basement podcast. On the, uh, on the 26 and 25. No, nope, 20, 26, 27. 26, 27, yeah, because we're up to 28 now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw that on the uh, there. I was, was going to congratulate you on that there, Dev. Yeah, it was uh, it was like a three, uh, a little over three hour long conversation that we had over two days. And it seemed the best thing to do would just, instead of joining them together, have them as separate episodes. It was just, it was getting too long. Yeah. And there was that natural break where we actually stopped and, you know, had different people joining us for day two. Yeah. I, 
there was one thing I wanted to ask you about your trip to Adepticon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you were telling me that you 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 got to speak to that author. Oh yeah, Gray, Gray McNeil of uh, Black Library fame, who does a lot yes. of uh, space well space marines. Um, I think he's delved a bit into the Mechanicum um, and maybe even. No, it's Gafthorpe that did the Eldar stuff. Anyway, so he's he's one of their like top three authors for sure. And Dad Abnett, I'd say, is one of the big big ones. Yeah, Dad Abnett probably number one. Although Aaron Dembski Bowden very much giving him a run for his money. I, I love ADB. He's probably like seriously tied for my favorite author, and but a very very close second or third in that case would be uh, Graham McNeil and so I actually sat and chatted with him just in like a social situation where we were talking about his kids and why why he chose to name them certain ways and the beers that we liked like we just had a shoot the shit conversation and we were both like loaded it was like <laughs> two o'clock in the morning at the uh, the Screaming Heretics party oh uh, such such a good time like that party uh, for those of you who may have heard of the Screaming Heretics maybe listen to their podcast they're an incredible group of people and they are so welcoming like I mean I met them for the first time at the party last year and this year, when I when I met up with the Jen, who's one of the the hosts, the co-hosts, uh, she remembered my name. She knew exactly who I was. I mean, we've been communicating back and forth through uh, Messenger, not Messenger, uh, Facebook. But like, she knew exactly who I was, and we had again multiple conversations. It, it was such a good time. They're such good people. Yeah, I think next year I'm planning on uh, going with you. Yeah, you're, you're going to come down. I'm going to try to. Yeah, oh, gonna... I would like to. I would like to go as well, but I can't promise anything. Yeah, it's uh, we, the the trip is all through um, Geek Nation Tours, official touring partner of the Out of the Basement podcast, run by my good friend Terrace Cassidy from uh, Hinton, Alberta. I'll have to I'll have to put his information in the show notes again, as he was in the last two. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's he's you always have fun whenever you do something with them. Oh, there the people that go on these tours are such. It's, it's it's first of all it's a diverse group of people but since we all have like this unifying um, uh, like that kind of binds us together you always have at least something to talk about no matter who it is so there are a couple guys on the tour one's a doctor one's a lawyer some people work at um, uh, one one guy opened his own game store um, Alex runs Ironheart Designs yeah, it's a small company I, I think out of Maryland who does like gaming supplies and, and terrain and stuff so just all sorts of people from all different walks of life and we just get together and do these crazy ass tours where we hang out, we drink a lot of beer, and uh, and we and we play some game. Every once in a while, we throw some dice. I don't know if I'd be up for that, there, Devram. Uh, Pat, I don't know. If, I don't know if you would fit in well with these people. They they like to have fun. Drink beer <laughs> and drink I don't beer. Know. That's, that's tough. The, the drinking beer part, there, I'm not so sure. Uh, you know. Yeah, there there are nerds. There are geeks. There are some people who are like a little more socially shy. But most of them are just outgoing people, and we just have such a good time. So uh, I would suggest, if you're looking to do something gaming-related, check out Geek Nation Tours. You cannot go wrong. Sounds good. Uh, So, Paul, what have you been doing lately this week for gaming-wise? A lot of Diablo 3. I've been (laughs) farting around in uh, Skyrim as well. Oh, I've been playing that lately. I, I haven't touched Skyrim in probably three months. I seem to get to one point and then I re-roll a character. So <laughs> I know like the first part, like you wouldn't believe, <laughs> but 
but you know, I get to that certain spot, and it's it's just because it's such an open world. Yeah, that you can go and do anything, anywhere, at any time. So there's, and for me, I'm sort of it's more I'm used to structure based games where it's like I got to go to this area and do all the quests in this area before I move on somewhere else. But in Skyrim, it's like you can go here, you can do a quest here, you can go to the other side of the bloody planet and do a quest there, and so forth and so on whenever you want. And I'm having a hard time. You're not focusing too well there. I'm having a hard time not having a structure where I go into a around a city and do every single quest in that area before I should, you know? And or an ADHD kid's worst nightmare. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really it is. No, hold on. It should it should be awesome for people who have ADHD because they can go off and do whatever they want. It's the people who have it's the people who have obsessive compulsive parents' worst nightmare. No, obsessive compulsive compulsives. It's their worst nightmare. It's like I have to completionist. What am I supposed to tell me what to do? I don't think I'm like you know I'm that controlling. It's just like, but I like to have a little something. You know, something that. I need some structure to it instead of just something so random. Like well, that. that's what you do badly in my role playing games. <laughs> Darn right it is. <laughs> it's like, what do you want to do, Paul? I don't know. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. Where, where's my instruction booklet? Yeah. Tell there's me another how- game that I wanted to talk about that's on Kickstarter right now on Steam. Um, it's actually I was explaining it to Pat a little while ago. It's called Fight the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very entertaining game. It's like Think of like Diablo three type, where you're you know you're controlling your character, running around, you're doing you're fighting, you're doing um, magic and all that stuff. But now imagine that it's like it's like Dungeons and Dragons, where you actually create the dungeon that you're fighting in, and that's basically what this game is. So you can create a Diablo like world, you know, with chests and monsters and everything, and then you run around in it. So you can literally do whatever you want in this game to to create that kind of experience, and it's not grass, graphic intensive by any means. It's a very simple game. It's a very small game. Like it was only like four hundred megs on my computer total. So, so Pat's laptop, Pat's laptop will be able to handle it. Yes, that's why I mentioned it to Pat because <laughs> you can actually play this game. And it's actually really fun. Um, I have been. It was a fifteen dollar investment. Um. Like it's 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 an alpha and it is worth it. Um, it is quite an entertaining game for what you get. And Wait, like hold I on. Said, you can make anything. It's on Steam or it's or it's on a Kickstarter. It's, it's both. It's on Steam. They released the alpha edition, but they keep making things to it. Okay. And you're supporting them by buying the fifteen dollar. They they have package deals. You can buy four downloads for like thirty five or like six forty dollars. Why, yeah. why would you I'm want on their to page right now? It looks pretty sick. Because. Uh, in case you, you can buy gift them to other people okay I see and they give you that option to buy more so that you're supporting them so they can they can improve the game okay I'll take a look at that um, for me for I haven't done too much gaming stuff but I've been doing stuff for the podcast I've you been, have been you've been very good yeah I did a Captain America review uh, as, uh, with you know uh, a review with spoilers, so start watching it. <laughs> don't get spoilers until later on. And also, I did a. It's a strange one. I did an interview with myself. I was telling uh, Dev, uh, Paul earlier. It's just to get background to people if they come onto our site of you know where we come from for gaming perspective. 
because I mean they know we're geeks and stuff like that. But uh, we, we haven't had a chance to go for a full background of what we've all done and how we got started in that. So well, to get that information, all they have to do is listen to episode one of the Out of the Basement podcast. <laughs> well, no, I, I put even more on there. I've got like twenty minutes myself, and that's just for gaming stuff. Okay. I'm do one about comics, and I'm going to do uh, one, you know, the uh, movies and stuff. Okay. I mean, it's, I, I I kind of enjoyed what Pat did so much to the point where I told him it's he got interview me. You know. Yeah. I I, I I want I want you know it is a really neat idea it and uh, I liked the video I thought it was I learned some interesting things about what how Pat got into this and yeah although like, Paul shouldn't you, shouldn't you interview yourself like Pat interviewed himself I can do the interview and I don't mind I'll throw some interesting questions there to, to Paul and okay stop. Yeah, and then the other one I'm going to start want to start doing is also uh, you know we talk a lot about like well for me for the role playing games we talk about them and we sort of give a brief look at them but I like to do the one that you said Dev with uh, Will Wheaton does where he goes into the whole game and shows people how to play it and stuff like that. Okay. I was going to do some things like that like separate from our normal podcast. Right. But on site, uh, you know we're talking about okay Pendragon we've talked about Pendragon a lot. But unless they're familiar with the game, they have, all they know is, like, well, it's Knights and Arthur, you know, Arthurian times. So I want to go into and do a full description of the games. Okay. Like that. Because that is a complex game. It is. Well, not just that. But there's also the ones we play, like, Deadlands, Champions, Star Wars. Yeah. The ones we've talked about, it's right. sort of go in and show people, okay, here's the rules, here's what's good, what we find bad, what, you know, from all our experience, we find good and bad about it, you know. Because there's good and bad for most, pretty much all games, right? Yeah, of course. And like as much as I love Pendragon, and I know there's some defaults to it. But no, there are no flaws in that game. That that is the perfect game. Mass battles, Dev. Would you like to look at that again? <laughs> that is the perfect game. There's no uh, there's no flaws with it at all whatsoever. <laughs> the perfect game. Uh, but you should listen to my uh, my interview with myself there, Dev. I talked about the, the Star Wars game you ran for quite a while there. I love that game. Can we? Can you guys? I, I wasn't part of that, and. It's Star Wars, so I want to be part of that. Can you run that again? <laughs> uh, absolutely, I can run Star Wars anytime. I've no, got. I don't want to start. I, see, my problem is now that I've reached the pinnacle at a certain point, I don't want to start back as a goob level again. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't still have your old characters, so you have no I choice. Do. I do. I, I don't care. I like. <laughs> Uh, I uh, and for movies, well, obviously, uh, everyone's seen Captain America by now. Nope. Oh, what? Really? <laughs> I'm not. To be, to be fair, I'm not a movie person. I'll, I'll either wait till uh, my dad torrents it, or until I watch it out of friends or something. I don't it's, really go out. An, an available copy, you mean, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Until it it comes out on DVD. (laughs) Yeah, and then he makes a backup. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because you know we don't want the American guys coming after us for you know talking about bad things. But uh, well, it's the latest one in the Marvel universe, and it's really well done. I watched actually on uh, Netflix. I watched one of the latest. Well, not the latest, but the uh, Bug Wars guys there. Uh, Highland Starship Troopers. Uh, Starship Troopers, yeah. The third one, I think it was. The animated one. The animated one, yeah. That's not the third. That's actually the fourth. Oh, it is. Like it's it's not bad, but it's still not Starship Troopers. I mean, there's guys talking against the military and doing all this stuff. I'm like, okay, you do realize in that world, you never question the military. That's not true. 
The people who are in would never question, but the people who are outside, of course they would. Yes, but but these are all all soldiers in that, so I actually have to admit that I own all three of those movies. Oh, but the one he's talking about is the animated special they put out. It's like an hour and 20 minutes. It's actually really good and very cinematically. Yep. I I have it on my laptop, on my uh, uh, iPad. It's very well done. You know, I mean, I like their... It, they, I think they have an influence of Warhammer, from Warhammer 40k for, you know, the, the, the Terminator suits at the end. <laughs> or, or Starship Trooper. Or not, um, uh, what's the the Blizzard one? Not not Diablo? Hmm? Oh, uh... Starcraft. Starcraft, Yeah, yes. it's, it's very Starcraftian. Although that, again, also has uh, 40k connotations to it as well. There are a couple of TV series that we can talk about that are out. Sure. Um, there's that new AMC one called Turn. Uh, I've heard amazing things about it. Um, I have watched the first two episodes of it, and it is fantastic. It is this is called Turn. Turn. Yeah, it's 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 about uh, the 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 instigation of uh, the first spying network. Well, maybe not first, but. It, it takes place during the American Civil War, and um, it's it's about um, uh, like the the creation of a spy network. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got Jamie Bell starring in it. And oh, it no, is, there we go. Yes, yeah. It is. Uh, it is quite possibly a, a very good show. It's quite possibly a very good show, but you're it's not quite, quite sure. Very, it's, you know, it's, an, it's an excellent show. So okay. You're pretty vague about your uh, acclamations there. <laughs> I like being vague. I like I like people to make their own decisions. That's my excuse. I'm sticking with it. It's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, the second one that I actually just started watching here in the last two weeks would be Orphan Black. Oh, oh yes. yeah. I, I saw Orphan Black about uh, two months ago. Yeah. And the uh, second I, I, season I, is just about to start, I believe, on it space. Last night. Yeah. It started last night. And um, I'll have to say um, that actress is one of the most amazing actresses I've ever seen. And smoking mm-hmm. hot. To be, to be able to play nine different characters mm-hmm. yeah, is something else. So the premise behind the show, uh, although I, we probably shouldn't say the premise, you really need to just if watch you, it. If you, if you say anything, unfortunately, it's, it's, uh, it really it's a spoiler. Is, it's quite the spoiler, yeah. You need to watch it from, uh, from the very first episode, and you'll be as enthralled and uh, confused as the actual character is on screen. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it it's it, I've, I had trouble getting into it at first, but give it give it two solid episodes, yeah. and you'll get hooked really really quickly. It's a, it's a BBC America thing, so it's got I I found it was a little bit tricky in parts because I swear to God it was filmed in Toronto. <laughs> it's quite possible because uh, they show they show pictures of vehicles with license plates that have Ontario plates on them. Oh, get out. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not anywhere that I've seen before, so that's got to be somewhere in Toronto. <laughs> but um, I swear that's not where it takes place. It's, right. Because it's, all the actors are British, for the most part. So you're kind of sitting there going, where is this taking place? But it's it's really well done. Yeah. The, uh, the one show that I've watched lately, I've finished off season eight, Supernatural. Supernatural, excellent show. Excellent. Uh, season nine is not yet available on Netflix, so. But yeah, it's very well done. 
And I, I love how it actually evolved from sort of just basically the hunter stuff to sort of into the, you know, good versus evils, angels versus demons, and neither oh. one are really all that good or evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pat, when you get back into town, I can lend you uh, Season 9. Oh, perfect, thanks. And uh, that reminded me a lot like, of Innominy. I was talking about Innominy in my uh, interview there. Yeah, another game we used to play. Yeah, and, uh, well, I liked it because you guys, you know, it was about angels in the world, so you got to play angels, so. It was interesting that you guys decided to go all with the, let's go Old Testament style angels. <laughs> the happy, lovey thing. We're messages nope. of God, he's not a good person. That's right, we were very vengeful. Yes. Um, that's it for, well, for TV show. Like, I've been watching some Netflix here, like I said, just catching up on Supernatural. But, <laughs> there's eight seasons, so that took a while to get through. <laughs> Plus, I've also only got one, year, one exam left, so I'm happy with that, so. Apparently, since we, since we talk about everyone else except for me, I guess I can now go ahead and talk about some of the stuff I've been doing over the last oh, the past. about you, is it? About me. It's about me now. <laughs> Always about Doug. So, like, last, okay? <laughs> like Paul said, uh, we've been doing, actually he and I together have been doing a lot of Diablo, and we've yes. also been doing a lot of Diablo solo. And with, with the new patch that came out, and the new, uh, sorry, the new expansion that came out, it has totally changed the game on its head. And uh, I'm very much enjoying this, this new style of playing, as well as the, uh, the, yeah. the changes they made to some of the loot. So the weapons have become more powerful. The armor has become more powerful. The uh, the stat boosts that that pieces give have become much larger. So you actually feel more powerful. Aren't you guys also doing a uh, streaming of that? Uh, we we streamed the launch of the uh, the expansion. I don't think we've streamed since though. We should get back on that. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been in the process of. Uh getting things together so that I can actually record like a let's play type thing of it mm-hmm. and then upload it to YouTube and I sort of figured out how I'm going to do that today so we can actually start that at any time if you want cool uh, probably not in the next goat simulator well, what is it with this goat simulator I saw it on uh... I don't know I just saw it on I've, seen a, I've seen a lot of things for goat simulator it's just a what? stupid ridiculous What's... game I'm so tempted to pick it up though because of it like I've seen the trailers for Goat Simulator, and I'm just like, okay, this. If you got, if you got nothing better to do with your time, go play with Goat Simulator. It'll eat up a couple of hours. Ten, ten bucks to kill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's but it's worth it because it's just. And they're making a multiplayer version. They oh are, my god! I don't know how that's gonna work, but they're making a multiplayer version of this game. Listen, there are better Steam games to spend ten dollars on. Um, I just picked up one called. Uh, let me just find it on my desktop here. It's called uh, Chains of Satanav. It's uh, again uses the same Dark Eye system as another previous game that I've talked about, which is called Blackguards. Um, and the, the the Dark Eye system is actually a German-based RPG. Uh, it's very very open-ended, and you can do pretty much anything you want with your characters, especially in Blackguards. I mean, the the Chains of Satanav is is a completely different style of game altogether. It's more of one of those hunt to find. Uh, it's it's more cinematic. Um, you go through a lot of cutscenes. There's a lot of dialogue. And um, it's all voice activated, which or not activated, but uh, voiced, voiceovered, which is kind of cool. And you basically then have to hunt for pieces and combine items, and so there's there's a bit of a puzzle aspect to it as well. It's a, it's a neat game. I, I kind of like it. Um, so yeah, so Diablo, uh, Chains of Satanav, 
and every time I hear that or say that word, I keep wanting to say Satnav, but it's not. He's one of the gods. Um, I've, I've been going back into my old TV show collections and just marathoning a bunch of them. Like, I, I blew through Sopranos seasons one to seven, I think it was, over the course of, I think, two and a half or three weeks. Jesus. Uh, yeah. That just wasn't working overtime, dude. Uh, well, no, that's after working overtime and after doing all of this uh, Diablo that we've been doing. I've been staying up to, like, two, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning watching TV shows and getting no sleep and then going back to work again. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I'm I'm totally killing myself and uh, it's going to crash one of these days. You know, one, one of these days, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hit a wall. Although I think I've gotten used to getting like four to five hours sleep a night, so it just it, it just kind of blends into the next day. And and that's fine. And right now I'm getting uh, I'm getting back into Sons of Anarchy. I'm actually just partway through uh, season two. Oh, okay, that was a good show. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I'm, I haven't what seen. Oh, he's amazing. I, I haven't seen any of season five yet, and I think uh, the last I have is up to four. So I'll, I'll actually get a chance to take a look at five. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, there's a bunch of games that I've been playing, but those are yeah. those are the main ones. Uh, a bunch of movies that I've seen, but none of them really stand out. Yeah. Except like I've done some stuff on Netflix, but nothing great. Oh, I started watching this one. Uh, Jack in the... Sorry, Paul? I didn't say anything. Oh, that's my echo. I'm getting an echo somewhere. Probably from Dev. Um, but the Jack and the Giant Slayer, or whatever, but not the massive version that came out. Where is it there? It's one from Netflix. Okay. And oh my god, is it is it cheesy? It's like, oh boy, yeah, it's, it's pretty damn cheesy. But sometimes the cheesy ones are good. Yeah. Is anyone going to go see Noah? No. Um, Actually, I was going to see it, but then I hear like it's it's extremely violent, and it's from what I understand, it's not that great. It's funny. I was looking at the uh, the lineup at the local movie theater here uh, on Saturday. And uh, but let's see, religious movie, uh, religious movie, uh, religious movie. Uh. It's a fantasy movie, Dev. It's a fantasy movie. That's all it is. I mean, the Bible is a fantasy book. Fair enough. Fair enough. Seriously, you've got you know angels, demons, gods. What more do you need? Miracles, talking bushes, talking snakes. What the hell? It's a fantasy book. When you put it that way, yeah, I can see it. You know. And, and Noah, like, oh, I'm a drunkard who gets the word of God that I'm supposed to be, you know, building an ark that's going to put everything in, including dinosaurs, because they were around. The, the, the part that people seem to forget when talking about Noah is that he was 600 years old when this happened. No, 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 afterwards. He, he wasn't that old when, he, when it happened. He lived afterwards because he did God's work. So God oh, is that what it was? I thought he was 600 when, at the point where he built no, the ark. He, no, no. He, it would have taken him that long to build the ark. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he got the, he's like Moses and all the other ones. When you do God's work, God gives you the you know the the bonus of hey, you get to live for a long time. Now. I just, see. You know, you, you helped me out. Here's a little special stuff for you. You know, same as Moses, he lived to like eight hundred some odd years, eight hundred ninety some odd years. You know, right? Because you, know, you know, he went up and got the word of God. From a talking bush. <laughs> a talking burning bush. Or a burning talking bush, I guess would be more likely. So Adam, 
plug your plug your business. Let's go. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, yeah. As Paul said, I think it was a couple months ago. I finally registered a business name because after the cabinet making program in college, I realized it's not exactly what I wanted to do, and I want to attempt prop being a prop maker. Guess so that's like, how I would work it properly. Like mo- movie props. Uh, movie props or, you know, if somebody wants a, a display piece, they're like, oh, I really like, I don't know, insert favorite weapon here from Borderlands or something, I don't know, and they want it as an actual, like, real-world item they can put on top of their table or whatever, you know, build them display pieces or custom custom pieces for some people who, uh, who cosplay as well, you okay. know, they don't have the ability or tools to build a sword for whatever character they're dressing up as, so... Because uh, cabinet making was cool, and I really like building things, but prop building, you use all kinds of different materials. You're not just kind of limited to wood. Um, the machines are a lot cheaper to start out. You can get the expensive machines like you use in cabinet making, but they're not as essential, so to speak. Okay. And uh, it just lets me be a little bit more artsy and creative than uh, the cabinet making and furniture building was, so... It looks pretty cool, so I decided to, you know, why not register a company name with the government, and yeah, hopefully a couple of years from now, I'll uh, be able to quit my day job at McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> and uh, make cool shit for a living. So, listen, if I wanted to talk to you about an entire Space Marine suit of armor... Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I would love to say yes... But I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> so that that would be a big project. I uh, okay. I don't know if you've seen. There's this guy, um, Greg. I want to say Sterly. I'm not sure if that's his last name. He made an amazing suit of Space Marine armor. You can see if I can find it on Facebook here. Is he, Link the, is he the one that's got like the power fist or the fingers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the crimson yeah, fists. Oh my yeah, god! I and I, I, think, I, went, I think it's even linked on our uh, our out of the basement podcast uh, Facebook page. Uh, it's oh, it's quite possible. I think there's a video that I put up of uh, of him at a uh, children's charity something or other, or maybe it was at a con that he was at. I don't remember. There was I, I seem to remember that somebody was doing prizes or draws or charity auctions or some something, and he was there. <laughs> Yeah, well, I like that, Adam. That, that sounds really cool, though. No, 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 and, you know, building stuff like that is a lot of fun, and you just, when you get to see the product of what you've been working on for the last, you know, week, month, couple of years, you know, it's just that much more rewarding for somebody like me. And, uh, yeah, hopefully this is going to be the uh, the right career choice for me. <laughs> okay, so you've told us that you've registered a business name. Do you actually yeah. want to tell us what that name is? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Mythic Props. I have a Facebook page if you want to go find it. Do you, you want to see uh, updates and such of things that I'm working on? Now, do you also have like an actual website as well or just the, uh, uh, just the Facebook? No, I, I got to get working on that, but I'm right now I'm more concerned about... Um, just getting some practice in, like getting experience, learning how to build things before I really try to find customers, so okay. to speak. So you're not quite at the um, marketing phase yet? No, 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 no. The way I explained it to my parents is since the college program I went in was only about a year, I figured, you know, the next two years I'm going to focus more on teaching myself uh, than trying to actually make money from it. Okay. 
and that'll kind of be like my schooling, which you know basically burns down to me homeschooling myself. <laughs> so it's it's almost like an apprenticeship program without anyone actually teaching you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have I have the internet as my uh, my tutor. But <laughs> there's, there's there's just so much information on the internet that you know. I can look up how to build something and I'll probably find somebody who's done it already and who has shared their process and it basically boils down to trial and error on my end until I can produce whatever it is. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much, that's my plug. <laughs> okay, and, and I'll, I'll, put a, I'll put a link to your Facebook page in the show notes as well so people will know where to go. You've done some quite, quite a few good things here. Oh yeah, I just finished the Borderlands uh, Psycho Mask. Yeah. Nice. You also have you also have the uh, the, uh, the Dragonstone from Skyrim. Oh yeah. It looks utterly amazing. Um, listen, do you know about the geek market? Uh, no. So every year, maybe even two or three times a year, there's a a, a marketplace that goes on here in Ottawa. Uh, the last one was in October at uh, Carleton University and people basically put up booths and sell their stuff and a lot of the things that are that are maybe for sale there are like costume pieces for steampunk so if, if you're able to do steampunky kind of stuff you may find a good marketplace there oh yeah that sounds pretty cool I've been looking into steampunk recently because I didn't really come across it until I started going to conventions and getting into the that whole community there right I really like what some people do with it. You know, they'll they'll do steampunk versions of certain things. Like, there's one guy I saw in a, a YouTube video. He did a steampunk version of Link. Right. And <laughs> it was really well done. Like, he had, like, a gas mask for him, but, like, he had the Triforce on it. And it was just, like, the whole thing, the sword was modified to look steampunky. And it was just, I was just amazed. And, like, people's creativity just... Blows my mind sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, are you going to be going to the uh, Ottawa Comic Con? Hell's yes. All right. And hopefully in my Spartan suit that I made. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's got a full suit. It's it's pretty impressive. That's... Is this like not from this is the movie Sparta the Three Hundred? No, no, no. This is no, no, no. Like Halo. Halo. Spartan, okay, so. okay, okay. Sorry, just making sure we're talking about you know. That's yeah, just, yeah. not the unvoted, you know, loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> In retrospect, that one would have been the easier costume. <laughs> no, but not easier. Have the body to pull that off. Exactly. <laughs> that that that's a six-hour-a-day workout, my friend. <laughs> that's true. That's true. For yeah. most <laughs> and I don't really have the height for that either. Nobody wants to see a five-foot-four Spartan. <laughs> you know, it's half all, naked. It's all, it's, it's all about. Um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, ratios. Right. If you make the shield, you know, make the shield small. <laughs> the sword's small. Yeah, as, as long as it it's fits, pro- as long as it fits proportionally, you'll you'll be fine. Are you sure to be a Spartan? Shut up. <laughs> just, just make sure everybody uses the wide focus lens. Yeah. <laughs> the I lower mean, angle. <laughs> I even kept that in mind when I was building building the Halo suit because you know being a small small build um, physically, I went for a more like reconnaissance style armor that I slightly modified from what you see in the game. So like a lot of the armor pieces are you know not as heavily armored looking. I obviously use the recon helmet because it's one of my favorite helmets, and you know going for the recon look. So why not? 
and uh, I got a lot of people who said it looked pretty good. I'm redoing a few parts that I wasn't happy with, but that's just me being a perfectionist. Right. <laughs> but uh, I'm hoping to have it done and have a weapon done in three weeks, I think. Yeah, it it's coming up pretty quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I'm also going to Animate North, which is two weeks after Ottawa Comic Con, for which I'm attempting to build a um, show-accurate version of the 3D Maneuver Gear and the harness really? from Attack on Titan with a friend. pretty aggressive. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a, a headache, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, but... Um, it's it's funny how few reference pictures there are when you type it up in Google Images, but then you know you go to the show and when they have those intermission pictures of how the gear works, those are actually some really good reference photos. So I've been rewatching a couple episodes trying to get some pictures, and when you look at it, the way it's designed, it's actually built in a very intelligent way. Like, the harness that they have, I don't know if you've ever given a good look at the harness system, but it actually makes sense. And having finally finished one, I built it out of leather because I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> having actually finished one, it doesn't actually impede movement at all, which is now, really actually, awesome. I'm looking at your photos on them right now. And Adam, the word is dedicated, not crazy, dedicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am super dedicated. <laughs> dedicated to your art. Well, like I said, I love doing this stuff, and, you know, if I can get paid to do this someday, that would just be fantastic. Well, we'll see about what we can do to make that happen for you. <laughs> All right, sounds great. <laughs> so once again, the name of the, uh, the, name of the outfit the is? Outfit or oh, the, the company? No, sorry, the company. Company would be Mythic Props. Mythic Props, okay. Yeah, I tried to think of something uh, catchy but also easy to remember, and just like I don't know, I like the word Mythic. It sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's a, it's a good name. I was impressed that you had that name. Oh well, thank you. It took a whole of ten minutes to think of. <laughs> now, did you first do a search to make sure no one else had taken that? Oh, yeah, I did okay. the whole government website thing where you pay them money to find out information, and then you pay them more money to make sure nobody takes that name. <laughs> but but that's only for Canada, right? That's not for, that's not global. Yeah, but, you know, if I get to global market, then I'll t- take care of that when I get there. <laughs> well, I'll have you know that this is an international podcast. We have listeners in the States and in Europe. Awesome. Yeah, we don't, I don't care about the States. <laughs> Listen, a large... People in the States have a lot of money. <laughs> a large portion, or a, a good percentage of our listener base is in the States, I'll have you know. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to get, you know, controversy again. Okay, well, well, you know what? I just did a Google search for Mythic Props, and the only thing that's come up is your stuff. Excellent, that's really? good. My stuff yeah. comes up when you search Mythic Props. Yep. Ottawa, Ontario, Canada Pistols, blah, 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 a few other things here, but it's all been... Blah, blah, I love that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, it's, there's, there's, there's nothing else here for, for that other than, other than photos, but that's... Yeah, no registered business name, that's good. Good. I also have to get some business cards done for Comic-Con, so... Yeah, we need those too. 
Yeah. You like the costume I've got? Here's a card. <laughs> <laughs> I can help you make one. Yeah. I can make it for you. Even better. <laughs> have you have you thought about pricing? Um, well, I've been thinking of a lot of different stuff. Pricing is a really tricky thing, and I've been getting a lot of help. There's one guy, um, company name is Punished Props. Um, the guy who owns it, his name is Bill, and he has been, like, my, I guess, like, I follow him and idolize him because he just spills beans on how he does everything, and, you know, other than information that is between him and a, a client or whatever mm-hmm. but you know he has so many videos on you know why things are priced how expensive they are and okay. how to kind of figure out pricing for these things and how to build different things so when it comes to prices it's really tricky because when you start out you don't want to undervalue yourself and it's a lot like um i don't know paul if you remember in college they that's one thing a lot of people have a problem with too is they undervalue their work and that's what this guy's been saying a lot as well is don't undervalue your work but at the same time when you're starting out you can't overprice because then you'll scare off too many people right so it's a very tricky thing so for now i've been thinking of just you know just so that i can get out of mcdonald's just charging you know minimum wage on however many hours i think a project will take me and okay Again, that's, that's why. Much what I'm doing too. Yeah. yeah, that's why the next two years I want to focus more on just practice and experience. So that way, when somebody asks, I can give them a good quote and not be like, "Oh, well, I don't know. It might take me 30 hours. Turns out I can do it in 15." Right. I mean, yeah. Then you charge them less, but you might scare them away with the price tag on that project. Right. Because it'll take you, you think, 30 hours. You know, so. Pricing is something I've been thinking about a bit, but seeing as the few people who have actually said they will pay me to build them something are friends, right? there's also kind of that just like, oh, well, you know, friends and family discounts. Right. <laughs> and, and of course, if someone comes to you asking you to do something and they mention they heard about you on the podcast, then you'll, of course, give them like a 10% discount, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. We'll work something out. <laughs> We'll make you. We'll make you the official prop maker of the Out of the Basement podcast. That would be awesome. Make you guys like a mini statue. Not that anybody will ever see it. Listen, we'll we'll we'll, we'll take pictures and we'll put it up on the Facebook page and the website. Don't forget, I'm also doing videos now. That's there right. We'll we'll feature them in the video, kind of in the background, as a, just a regular prop. Awesome. Yeah. Well. uh I don't know. I could I could talk about this stuff for like hours and hours and hours, and you know, I just won't shut up until somebody tells me to. <laughs> um, so the Comic Con, though, that's something we're gonna try. We're trying to get in there as soon as we get in as media. I don't know if that's gonna happen or not, though. Yeah, we actually may have missed the cutoff no, for. It's, it's Friday. Is it this Friday? Yes. Okay. Well, well, then let's um let's submit our applications uh, tomorrow. Maybe Tuesday, because tomorrow is like a federal holiday. That'll that'll give me time to maybe Photoshop um, some individual business cards as opposed to the group business card that we currently have. And I also noticed the one thing that's missing from the uh, the business card, like it has our our email address, it has our our um, Twitter address, it has our Facebook address, but the one thing that it's missing is the actual site name or site address the URL 
So maybe I'll just Photoshop one in there and then have like an individual um, card for each of us. So I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can get that done the next couple of days, even through the overtime that I'm working at work. So it'll have to be... It, sorry, Paul, it's going to cut into our Diablo time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well. Them's the breaks. Yep. If it gets us into Ottawa Comic Con, it's all That's the better. True, exactly. Well, I started following my man Bruce, Bruce on uh, Twitter. Okay. Have, have, are, do you have your own Twitter address, Pat? Yes, Yep, so I'm going to start sending them stuff, you know. Okay, to... you know what we should do then? Um, we should put our Twitter addresses on, um, either on the Facebook page or the website itself, just so people can, like, contact us individually, or they can contact us via the OOTB pod Twitter address. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Tell me I have to get Twitter now. You don't have to, no, Paul. If you, if you just want to follow, use the uh, the OOTB one, you can do that. You can do that. I've never actually even gone to Twitter before. Yeah, a lot of people haven't. But <laughs> I've, been, I've been avoiding Twitter. <laughs> I did, too, for the longest time until we, we started doing, or I started doing my other podcast, the... Uh, the the Derby cast. The Derby cast, yeah. And and because of that, I pretty much felt I needed to get onto Twitter just to get the word out. And it's also uh, the easiest way for people who aren't at games to be able to keep up to date with what's going on. So I, I will do like live feeds for them for for games that they're not able to get to. Okay, well we've totally deviated from our normal. Uh, our normal segments. Which Seg- is what we think is really good. <laughs> we, we, we normally do that as well. Yeah, I, right? I know, I know. It's, it's nothing like, new. We, but we let, let's from our normal deviation. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's move on to news and rumors. Does anyone have any upcoming information, yeah, stuff they want to talk about? Um. Well, like besides coming back to Ottawa and then setting up the uh, the continuation of the massive Pendragon campaign that's been running for thirty years of game time. Right. Uh, well, actually, yes, I'm going to try and do a short uh, YouTube video when I'm back in Ottawa. I got some uh, people who are willing to help me out with that. Okay. What are you going to do video of? Oh, I can't tell you because then people will steal the idea. Okay. No, I'm going to be retelling the Book of Job, Modern Times. So, like, you're going to direct and edit and, like, put an actual video movie out? Well, short, like 15, 20 minutes short. Interesting. I don't need. I was going through it. I got. Uh, I don't need too many sets or stuff like that. Not that many people. So. Okay. Uh, God's gonna be a mafia don sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yep. So, so uh, look look forward to seeing that, uh, or at least the an ad for it or a yeah. link to it on the Out of the Basement podcast exactly. Facebook be page. Time there, but like when I come back, I'm gonna start getting stuff. Uh, been working on a bit on the script and stuff like that, and okay. uh, what I'll need. Uh, and I said I have people like uh, Dave and other people that are involved in Suzart, the theater group, and that mm-hmm. that are willing to give me a hand and stuff. Cool. So it's gonna be ultra low budget, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's something like I've, I've been wanting to try like for a long time to to get into that sort of stuff, and I'm like, okay, enough is enough. Let's you know. Since I went back to school, I'm doing all this other sort of stuff. I'm like getting into the media. I'm like, let's let's do this. I like it. Yeah. And uh, other than that, that's the plans for summertime: is you know, gaming and the movie. Paul, wait. Something also really big coming up in the summertime, which other people should know about, is the Century of Patrick's birthday party. 
We'll be having it in July, where Buddy of mine and I are both turning 50 this year. <laughs> Is that really something we need to talk about on the podcast? Plug his Yes, but that's business. And it's also geek related, whereas this is just you. <laughs> no, you know, the Patrick who've been gaming for total probably like sixty some odd years. I've I've never once seen the other Patrick game. No, well, because you have never actually really met him besides at parties where you're being social. He also has a family now, so he doesn't really game very much anymore. But he ran a D&D campaign for the longest time called Marwick. Uh, and uh, he ran that for the longest time. Also, he was running in D&D in, uh, back in Carlton days. Okay. But yeah, so there'll be a lot of geeks there at the, the big century of Patrick's. So, there you go. Plug for that. So for those of you who are local and want to be invited to the century of Patrick's party... Be sure to contact us either on the uh, Facebook page or send us an email or something. Talk, yeah, or chat us up whatever. on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Actually, it's on uh, on Facebook. If you look up uh, Century of Patrick's, you'll find... You should, I'm gonna, there'll, there'll be something there. Okay. So, that's it for me. Paul, do you have anything anything uh, up and coming that you want to talk about? Really, I'm I'm pretty much tapped out. <laughs> we, we covered all my stuff already. Okay. He's got a plan for Pendragon of what he's gonna do with his character. No, he doesn't. Dev does me so well. It's <laughs> 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 just sort of happen as it happens. <laughs> Today's mission: not to die. Oh, I love you. Get drunk with Bruce Campbell though at Comic Con. Uh, yeah, we'll see if we can make that happen. <laughs> Okay, if that shows up on Facebook, people, you know our dreams have basically come true. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, you say our dreams? I got drunk with um, a famous author, and that was yes. awesome. Okay, see, exactly. So if I can get drunk with Bruce Campbell, I'm there with you, Dev. Okay. And would be like, yes, look at us! We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can make that happen. Hurry on. You're not up for success, are you, Dev? Uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> hey, right? Things, different things that can happen, right? So, what we need is someone like the Gen to put together a party here at Ottawa Comic Con that he is invited to, that we can then be there at, and then we can just have a chat with him. Yeah. We're just offered to set up the party for him, and then he has to come. Oh. Ooh, I like that. I, I also like it. So, in a couple of years, when when we've become, you know, the same kind of. Popularity as the Screaming Heretics, we can put together that kind of party. I like it. Yep, yeah, it works. All right, uh, and Adam, is yourself for anything coming up that besides Comic Con, like everyone else? Uh, well, other than Comic Con, not really. More work at McDonald's. If you're interested in trying out Warhammer 40k, um. Devon, Paul, and I have a small group of guys get together on a four Warhammer plane. Warhammer Battles. That sounds yeah. very interesting. I haven't played in a couple years, so I need a refresh. Yeah, we, got, we got some people that are noobs that haven't really played at all, so. Yeah. I just start. Right, some of us don't even have our own armies, right, Pat? We keep borrowing from others. <laughs> yeah. Well, orcs, I mean, who cares? You don't need your own army. If orcs, just grab them from wherever and throw them together. Right. What about Sproomarines? <laughs> you guys know what those are, right? I, I, I think we pretty much just put together our own models. Not all of them are painted, but all of them are at least assembled. Yeah. 
Brew Marines are the greatest. <laughs> you can just make up what weapon the guy has. Yeah, everything I how can you tell? <laughs> everything I field is fully painted. It may not be quite accurate. Like some sometimes it's some stuff is proxied, but everything is at least painted. I'm not going to put anything on the table that's not painted. I don't have that ability yet. I've too much crap to paint, and I painted too much of a perfectionist. Yeah, well, there's a few like personal Paul's, perfectionist level. Right. Have you seen my stuff? Paul's really good at uh, painting. Also, it's different. Actually, most of like, except for me, because I haven't gotten into the painting. Are you pretty much? Uh, everyone's done, done some good painting, like Yan and Phil and Jace. Yeah. Maybe not Jace. <laughs> it's okay, he'll never hear it. <laughs> We're gonna make sure we link it to him and I'll send him a message to the podcast. Can we diss you at the end? <laughs> but no, it's actually pretty good because yeah, they, uh, Adam, they've all gotten into uh, painting pretty well. And they have their own different types of armies. Although Phil, I think, has spent the most money on armies. Yeah, and, and he also has the largest, probably, selection of armies. Yeah, he could probably take out all the rest of us in one shot, together. <laughs> what uh, what armies do you guys usually play? Um, I've, I've got Black Templars, that's my largest army, and I'm slowly putting together a Dark Elder army. Which you've been playing the last couple times. Which, which yeah, the last couple times I've played, I've been testing out the, uh, the Dark Eldar. I'm actually having a pretty good time with them. Um, they're very, very weak in defense, but they're incredibly strong in offense, which I kind of like. And of course, the Templars are just space marines, but they're special. Yeah, dedicated. Very dedicated. Very. Uh, The other guy, Jace, has Blood Angels and and Tyranids, and one other, isn't it? No, he has um, uh, Raven Guard, and he has Tyranids. Nope, Blood Angels is Phil. So, Phil has Chaos, Demons, uh, Blood Angels. Um, he's putting together a Necron army. Uh, he's talking about maybe doing Eldar. He's got, uh, he's got a lot of armor though, too. Like his. Yeah, that, that's 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 all either um, Blood Angels or Chaos Marines. Yeah. Yen has the Dark Angels. Yep, and, and he's he's talking about Eldar. And does he have all, does he have Marines too? Ultimate? He no. does. Jace has Ultramarines nope. as well. No. Nope. I don't think anybody has Ultramarines. Nobody has Ultramarines. So Paul has Dark Angels. Yan has Dark Angels. Um, Jace has... Uh, what did I say? Uh, Raven Guard and Tyranids. He's really enjoying the Tyranids. That's he he is. Tyr- Tyranids is a new thing. Fun. And I borrow people's orcs. Yeah. <laughs> Pat's our orc guy. Yeah, I like the orcs. And Pat, you'll be very happy that in May the new Orc Codex is supposed to be coming out. Woo! Like about to drop any week now. The the pre-orders. Oh, we're, sorry. Just speaking of Warhammer Forty K, where's the Horse Heresy books? Because I haven't really been paying attention. Has a new one come out? Uh, the newest one, I believe, is Scars. Uh, yeah. That is book twenty five or twenty six in the series. Um, uh, that's the one I want to get because that's the one with the. Uh, the the, the con there. Yeah, they, they they had the hardcover version available at Adepticon, but I did not pick that up What's because well, not not just because of the price, but only be, also because I don't have a any hardcover books in the series. All yes. the ones I want are in the, the the small paperback, the pocketbook 
versions. Yeah. But they keep putting out the trade paperback, the large paperback versions, which I don't I like. That's what they're, they seem to be going in for mostly now is the larger paperback size, the trade, the trade paperback. Yeah, and it takes like an extra year to get it in proper pocketbook version. Yeah, now you're waiting like two, three years before you finally get the paperback. You're like, come on, guys, really? And the amount of books they come out with, too, is like insane. Well, not necessarily for the heresy. It's usually about three a year. So yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll pull one out almost quarterly, but not quite. However, they have, you know, the Space Marine Battles books. They have all sorts of other series that they're working on. Like, I'm just looking over at the, uh, the shelf right beside me as I sit here, and I've got... These are books I haven't had, even had a chance to look at yet. Uh, Baneblade, Death Watch, Priests of Mars, Emperor's Gift, Angel of Fire. Uh, there's four others that are just kind of floating around here somewhere. Dev, didn't you buy, are, you're the one who bought the Primark, or is that Phil about the Primark? No, I, at Adepticon, I picked up a bunch of stuff, because oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at starting a 30k army as well. Yeah, did you pick up Karn, wasn't it? I did, I picked up Karn, um, the original uh, Forge World model. It is incredible. Uh, we're not too familiar with it. Karn is one of the top commanders. He is the captain of the 8th company of the World Eaters. Yeah. So my, my plan is to make a blue and white loyalist world leader army. That's my next uh, oh, my next project. Yeah, of course. I, I, will all, I, I don't do chaos. I only do loyalists. Then why'd you pick up Karn then? Because he's definitely not a loyalist. He's not a loyalist in the 40k universe. But in the 30k universe, he's the closest to a sane uh, world leader. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I basically fell in love with him when I was reading... Uh, oh, crap. What was it? Oh, my mind's drawing a blank. The the one before Vulcan lives. Oh, oh now you're going to make me get up and look at my collection. I am. Uh, Vulcan lives. It, come, it comes after... Oh, the other one that I can't remember. The name. Oh my god, I'm going to have to call this out. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we were doing so good, I'm actually going to have to do editing. <laughs> oh, you lazy bastard. I can give you the timestamp for the edit. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. Um... Yes. So I know what you're talking about, though. It's the the brother of my collection. Betrayer. 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 Yes. Thank you. In, oh, in, and I don't even have the book. Ha! There you go. Well, I'm oh, that's because Betrayer is the last one that I have. Right. That that is probably my was my favorite of the uh, Horus Heresy books to be released like the last couple of years. Like I really like. Um, the Th- a Thousand Sons, and I really like Prospero Burns, the two of those together as one. Yeah, yeah the, the Betrayer was good because it showed the loyalists of the uh, Warhounds. No, yeah, yeah, the original Warhounds that became the World Eaters. Yes. Yeah, I very, very much like that book. So, I fell in love with Karn reading that book, and also some of the audiobooks that, that well, also there, have is, him in it. You, have you read some of the uh, the short story ones? Uh, I've, 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 I've listened to them in audio format. Because there's one that takes place after Prospero Burns, mm-hmm. where some loyalist uh, Thousand Sons come back to the world. Oh, really? And Karn is, is, is there, and okay. there's an interrogation that takes place. Because you like Karn, I recommend that one for you then. Do you remember the name of it? No, but Phil has it. Okay. Because he's got all my horse heresy books, so uh, I'll have to... Uh, but it's one of the uh, compendiums, like one of the, uh, I think it's five or six stories in it there. The, the Visions what? of Heresy or something like that. Okay, one of the anthologies? 
one of the anthologies, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have it. I don't know if I've read it yet. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it's in there. It's, I think it's one of the ones that you'd, you'd like because it deals, that, that story deals with Karn and uh, Loyalist Thousand Sons. Are, are you sure it's Thousand Sons? Yep. Because there's also a uh, McKee. Karn is best friends, uh, best friends. He's he's friendly with one of the uh, word bearers who became becomes one of the I don't remember what they're called. What they get, but they bond with a demon. His yes, name is yeah, Ar- Ar- Argel Tall. This, this is before, this is no, this is shortly after Prospero burns. Okay. And there's thousand sons that come back to, to find out what's going on. Okay. And they're like, "What the hell? What, what happened to our planet?" Right. And and then you know, there's a thing with the them and Card. Uh, you know what? That actually does sound somewhat um, familiar. Familiar, yes. Oh my god, I'm totally my mind is not working at all today. It must be the lack of sleep. Well, and, yeah. Plus, there's is 26 books in the series. Yeah, of course, plus, of course. Plus e-books, plus you know, like you said, audio dramas, audio books. So yeah, there's there's been so much out there for yeah. it. Um, but yeah. But anyways, again, one last plug, people, go on the uh, our site or Facebook and check out the videos I put up there, and let us know because you know if you like them, we'll do a lot more. Wait, before you get to that, before we sign off, I was talking about how I'm starting a. A 30k world leaders, loyalist world leaders army. And I was about to tell you. I was about to tell you the stuff that I picked up for it, which I'm still waiting to be delivered from Forge World in the UK where they make it. Um, I picked up a um, a pack of the uh, Mark III armored breaching squads, the ones that come with the shields and the shotguns. They look incredible. I saw there every year at Adepticon. There's a charity auction, or sorry, there's there's an auction. Not sorry, not an auction. There's a uh, a charity raffle that takes place, and one of the things during for that raffle is this um, paint fully painted about two thousand point army that they always put put up. So someone donates it to uh, to Adepticon, and then they raffle for it. And uh, this year it was a loyalist uh, Iron Hands. Oh. Incredible! Really, really well detailed. I think I may have taken a couple pictures of it, and if I have, I'll I'll either post them up or I'll find links to them and I'll link them to uh, the, the the podcast page. Nice. So I'm waiting on delivery of that. Uh, I also picked up the second book in the Horus Heresy rule books from Forge World, and that's also waiting to be delivered at the same time. Um, I'm trying to think what else. There's a couple other little pieces, but they were like convention only items so I'm waiting for those as well yeah. okay I think I'm done okay <laughs> and so we haven't actually talked anything about um, Captain America soldier yeah we, we, <laughs> that was what this was supposed to be about and it's been everything but <laughs> well, it's Adam, well Adam said he hasn't seen it right. he's, I don't think he really cares too much about it right Adam? you guys go nuts yeah. I don't really care about spoilers and such doesn't ruin it for me well we, we normally don't do spoilers too much for the people listening to the podcast no I see um but anyways now Adam do you know who the Winter Soldier is like if I tell you Captain America and the Winter Soldier do you know the background to that this are, is where I walk away in shame are you are you, so you're not into comic books and stuff uh well like I like comic books, but I'm not. I don't follow that whole superhero comic book sort of thing. Okay. So, I mean, I'm sure I would get into it, but 
there's a lot of other things that I'm very heavily, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Invested in? Invested in, there you go. Okay. And most of them being video games that right. I spend way too many hours playing. Oh yeah, I hear you. Where I could be learning about other geeky things. <laughs> <laughs> well listen, all you have to do is start listening to the Out of the Basement podcast and you will learn about all sorts of geeky stuff. Oh, that's true. I'm the one I think who knows the Captain America's story the line the best. Well, I'm, well. With Adam, I'm with Adam on this because, like, I don't read comics. Um, I think the last comic I read was I was probably seven, and that one was from like the eighties. So, wow. like, I don't I don't follow comics at all. So, I'm enjoying these these movies and Agents of Shield and everything, not knowing anything about the past or about the storylines or, or any of that stuff. And okay, so were you surprised then when you found out who the Winter Soldier was? No, I knew it was him before that. Okay. I knew before I even saw the movie who it was because somebody had, had 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 told me that he was he was in it. Okay. See, so it, it, it didn't come as a shock to me. Okay. Um, what? I knew who he was supposed to be from the comics, and I was happy to see they followed the comics. Yeah, yeah. They they they, they could have messed it up, but they didn't. I mean, they they've changed around a bit of the the actual original timeline like for instance the the howling commandos aren't captain america's unit they were nick fury's unit yes but other than that they've they've been pretty faithful i don't mind these small changes yeah yeah yeah, it's fine because nick fury is no longer a guy from the same you know you know the 40s as captain america right they sort of realized that you can't have that many super soldiers around her like 70 years 80 90 years old right so I have no problem with them changing it to make the Howling Commandos part of Captain America's unit because it actually works quite well for their history. I would like to have seen more actually stuff on like Dum Dum and other stuff of what happened to them afterwards. Right. Because, just because like I always liked the Howling Commandos sort of idea. Oh, they're they're in, I like the, the fact they were unique individuals. And they each had their their different styles and their yes. individual well, personalities. They were also international. I mean, they were, you know, French, British, right. Americans, you know. Um, and, and what I like about Captain America is because I was talking to a friend of mine about our friend Bruce over in Britain. Captain America is not truly a, a true superhero as modern times things, right? Like, he's not a Thor or Iron Man or stuff like that. So it's a political thriller as well as sort of a Marvel thing. So this works well because now you can see a movie being having with Hawkeye and Black Widow in it. Mm-hmm. Because with S.H.I.E.L.D. and Captain America, there's no real superheroes there. I mean, besides Captain America, you know what I mean? Like, But there's no Thor or Mer- you know, Iron Man or Hulk or that. Right, there, there's no god levels. They're, they're yeah. just so street level, basically. Nine, they, could bring down, they could do a movie showing S.H.I.E.L.D., Black Widow, and Hawkeye, and it would work. Except that that, that wouldn't be movie worthy. That would be more TV show worthy. No, it could still be movie because it's it's like a sort of born, you know, a, a beefed up born identity. Right, but I I think that that would actually serve them better to do as a TV show. Okay, it's hard to say. I mean, Scarlett Johansson would be great in a her own movies. So. I won't watch her in anything that she is in. <laughs> she is absolutely delightful. Or anything she's not in. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Adam got it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry, I wasn't um, going there, but you did, Pat. And I, I knew you was so reliable. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, but no, I, she's also does a good job. And yeah, she's a very good actress. 
Now, I have to ask you, Deborah and, and Paul, did you see all the small little uh, nods to other movies they did in Winter Soldier? Like you mean at the gravesite? Yeah, thank you. Bingo. Yes, okay. We don't wanna, I don't want to say too much, but yes. Um, I did not catch that. What do you mean exactly? You'll have okay, to you have to watch the movie again. Okay. Okay. Not a big spoiler, but it's still spoiler. We're gonna we're gonna give you a ten second timeout yeah. while we while we talk about it, starting from now. If you look at the gravestone during the the scene right at the end of the movie, if you look yeah. at Nick Fury's uh, gravestone, you see a, the beginnings of the uh, the Bible quote from Pulp Fiction. The, oh, yeah, the, the path of the righteous man. I, I didn't. I didn't follow it. But okay. No, no, that's the cool he does. Right. In fiction. He goes something like this: The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who. In the, who oh, damn it! Blessed is he who. Oh, I forgot. I forgot the rest that of it. Was ten seconds. But yes, <laughs> they put the start of that quote from yeah. Ezekiel on his gravestone. Ezekiel twenty-five seventeen. But that's and that's make a nod to him in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Okay. I never saw Pulp Fiction. Oh my God! Put <laughs> it on the list. That's that's why. That, <laughs> that might be why I didn't get it. We are revoking Paul's membership for a while here um, because he has got not. to. Yes, we are because you've got to watch Pulp Fiction. Yeah, c- c- come back when you've seen the movie. Yeah. yeah, Paul, we can watch it together. <laughs> awesome! <laughs> I actually own it. I have the director's, you know, or 10th anniversary of it, so. Oh, I'm sure I can find it here. Anyways, so, okay, that's, but anyways, people, it, it fits well, The Captain America Winter Soldier fits well with the Marvel Universe. Yep. It ties in well. It's a great lead from Avengers to the upcoming Avenger, the Avengers 2 movie. Uh... There's really good acting. Again, more great dialogue here. Good directing. Yeah, oh, okay, it was it was a good movie, not just a good superhero movie. Mm. You know, because it has there's a whole bunch of stuff with Robert Redford. You know, there's a political game going on. The dialogue is really good between the the characters, and I found um, like the CGI fight scenes, they're okay. I mean, it's nowadays everybody does big, huge explosions. It's nothing new. But I found the choreographed fight scenes between, like, Captain America, Batch Rock, and, you know, Winter Soldier, and Black... Like, all the individual fighting scenes, I found were very well choreographed and acted out. Yeah. They were sharp. You know, and Winter Soldier versus Captain America shows that he's not just a normal person because him and Captain America are going at it full hardcore that normal people could not keep up with. Yeah, I think that's what kind of shocked um, Captain America a lot was the fact that his normal, you know, fighting didn't just knock the guy out. Yeah, you know, he it was actually a challenge for him. You know. Yeah, it was. It was. That's why. But I like it was very well choreographed, and I I enjoyed watching those fight scenes. Uh, and I like the introduction of the Falcon, bring him into the fold. Yes, yes, that was well done. That was well done. I like that character. That character was really. It was well developed. Mm-hmm. Again, actually, if you better than in the comics. Yeah, if if you read the comics, he's he's like he's basically just a sidekick. He he takes Bucky's place after Bucky's well, death. Also, his his background was more was ra- more racist. Was it? Like he was he was from a Harlem gang sort of guy, right? Who cleaned up and so he was basically he was basically Luke Cage. Sort of, yeah. 
same idea as like, oh look, it's you know he's he's black, so therefore he's coming from Harlem and coming from the ghetto. Right. But you know, in the eighties, there there was a lot of that happening. Oh, there was. I'm not. It just well, the seventies too. Like you assume from the seventies. Right. But that, that that's where it's from. It, I'm not saying it's you know it's good or well, it's bad. Obviously now when we look back, but that's where it came from. So I'm glad they actually changed his backstory to make him you know a, a truer character. Right, and a, and a veteran too with that. Veteran, yes. Uh, and they also that, explain how he gets his wings better. That was that was perfect. Yeah. And, and there is nods to the Avengers movies and Iron Man movies yep. and even Thor, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and what I want to do, though, I'd let people know, buy the DVD. I want to buy the DVD so I can pause. At a certain point, there's a scene where they bring up names of a whole bunch of people yeah. on a screen. Yeah. But it goes by so fast, you can't focus on yeah. it. But I know that there's a whole bunch there that are have like are Marvel characters... You know, from either the superheroes or some sort of connection to Marvel. Yeah, they're they're very noticeable if you can take the time to, to look at them. So again, we recommend highly go see Captain America. It's not just a you know, it is a superhero movie in the Marvel genre, but it's also well done, well directed, well written. Yeah, it's just well, a good movie overall. Yeah, you know, and if you're an older person who enjoys you know Robert Redford in action movies, this also works because he does a really good job. Without spoilers, I'm not saying it's just you know Robert Redford. He's always good. Actually, him and Samuel Jackson together, their dialogues are sharp. <laughs> so I think that's pretty much covers everything. A good episode today. Yeah, I think uh, I think we can call this to an end. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Happy uh, Zombie Jesus. <laughs> Happy resurrection of your nailed god day. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Political <laughs> we are not. Nope. So, especially when it comes to you know fantasy gods and stuff like that. So it's also four twenty today. Not that I smoke. Yes. Oh yes, I'm sure Pat's been all over that today. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I've been good. I got to study. But yes, 420 on a resurrection day is a perfect time. They should have it every day on 420. This is when Easter should always be on 420. Because the first original hippie wannabe, you know, laid back dude would be Jesus of the New Testament, you know? <laughs> yeah, because the first thing he did when he was resurrected was go swim. <laughs> no munchies, man. Hey, man, we need more oh, bread. We need more wine, man. We well, need more bread, man. They said they they said he he rose again, but you know, rose is just another word for high. <laughs> higher, actually higher. And I was like, hey, let's, there's a whole new theory here. <laughs> a lot of times he's always eating. If you notice, he's munching a lot. Okay, speak, speaking of uh, this kind of topic, have you guys heard of a movie called The Man from Earth? No. Nope. It came out in 2007. And it's a very, very low-budget movie, but it has some relatively well-known actors in it. Um, like they're not, they're not like main characters, but they're bit actors who you will recognize and say, "Oh, I remember seeing him in this other movie or this movie." That it's basically just a bunch of university professors who are saying goodbye to one of their colleagues, and their this colleague he's very um, cryptic about why he's leaving. Oh, I went to IMDb. And um, so throughout the, the conversation, as they're trying to get this guy to give them information, uh, he claims that he is 
a, a Neanderthal, basically, that he's been alive for whatever, 5,000 years. They and 14,000. Well, okay, whatever. Um, really, really good movie. It's called The Man from Earth. I would definitely recommend it. It's, it's, again, very low budget. It's just a bunch of people sitting in a living room talking. But the dialogue is incredible, and just some of the revelations that are made and, and the information that's given, it, it just kind of gives you um, gives you something to think about. So if you haven't seen it, I would suggest going and checking out. Well, I've seen, I'm reading a bunch of reviews, and a lot of people say it's a really good story. Yeah. I haven't seen a negative review for it yet. Oh, wait, never mind. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the internet, after all. Oh, it's not even available on, on Canadian Netflix. Damn it. It's okay. When you get back, I'll uh, just give me a USB stick. I'll give you my copy. For backup. For backup, yes, that I have from the video that I, or the DVD that I, that's sitting over on a shelf over there. Yes, yes, so that way there it's safe, and I'll just put it on my hard drive that's stored just for backup purposes. Correct. Fantastic. <laughs> Actually, oh, hey, sorry, Dan, one last thing, though. Okay. Did you, did you like uh, seeing the guy from Community in uh, Avengers? I did. America? I did. It was very cool. Apparently, the guy who directs Community... Yes. He was involved in the community, yes. Was was is also involved. No, not not the, the actor, but one, one of the guys who actually made the movie is involved in community and that's why he brought him in. Yeah. Which 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 actor was it? Uh, uh it's uh, Ab Abu? Uh, Ab Abed. Oh yes, Ab Ab yes, yes. Abed. Abed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the security guy. Yeah. I saw, as soon as I saw him I'm like, like it's Abed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got it. <laughs> it. It was funny. If you've seen Community, he was the perfect guy to bring in for that. Oh, yes. Because he's just crazy enough when he plays that character to be, uh, you know, that, that that would totally fit with his his character role in Community, is to be a, in Captain America. <laughs> yep. I am Batman. <laughs> <laughs> is that show still on? Have they canceled it? Um, uh, they canceled it, but I think they brought it back. I don't know if it's if it's still on or if they finally wrapped it up or not. I know I know it came back and they they lost um, uh, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Well, it went on for after that because yeah, well that was that was not surprising that one. Maybe, so. No. But okay. Anyway, we, after that. we were saying goodbye, so why don't we continue doing that <laughs> and say please tune in next time. <laughs> Thank you, Adam, for... Uh, yeah, thanks nice Thanks for coming on. Oh, no problem. And, thanks for having me. And, and You're one of the more uh, entertaining and, and guests we've ever had that's actually contributed as much to... Oh, uh, no, Dev's sister's been the best. Though. Okay, yeah, that's true, but compared uh, to all the other guests we've brought on... Uh, I'm going to say anyone who was with me at the Adepticon tours and it was part of those podcasts, the most entertaining, just so you know. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, the, like, the most active for... Our okay, where where we've all been together, I see. Yeah. So I beat Kalen then. Oh yeah, very much. Yes. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> He's not gonna like that, but I don't know if he even listens to these anymore. So whatever. I will rub it in his face at the next chance I get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, just yeah. quickly before I know we're saying goodbye and goodbye. Yeah. Community uh, looks like it's still running. Really? Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to check out the latest seasons then, because I think I stopped about two years ago. I have the first season. I have to get the other ones. So, yeah, that one we'll, we'll say goodbye finally. Okay. <laughs> Cheers, everybody.